0: It's really nice to be here with you this morning. Um, Special welcome to people visiting. There are a few people visiting uh, and also people at home as well who are watching. Uh, So, um, yeah, my name's Michelle, in case you are here for the first time. And we've been coming, my husband Henry and I and girls have been coming to CVs since my 17-year-old daughter, Sophie, was a baby, in fact, I think we started coming when she was literally a few weeks old. So, there we go. So, a couple of weeks ago here um, at CV, we started a new series called Empowered. Um, and we've had a couple of um, talks on that so far, and I'm going to speak on the third Topic in the series. Just before um, I do, I just want to tell you a quick story. I, um, a few weeks ago, our family had a, a, lo- a lovely long weekend in Waikanae. And the house we were in was really close to the beach, which was great. I love the beach. Um, so we had these morning walks and afternoon, uh, evening walks, you know, making the most of that. Um, and early one morning, I was actually on the – I went for a walk on my own, which I quite like um, occasionally. And there was hardly anybody around, and I thought, I would just love to hear God talk to me. Who else has ever felt like that, yeah? I would love to hear God talk to me. And I'm, I'm in the stage of my life where I'm a bit unsure of the direction that I should be taking, particularly in relation to work, um, and I just, you know, just how, how I spend my time, really. I want to be quite intentional about how I spend my time, and so I thought, wouldn't it be great if this was the moment that God really laid it, laid it out for me, made it clear? Um, so I was pretty pumped, and I started walking, and I had this increased awareness of the things around me, the sunrise, you can picture it, the sunrise, the beach, the, the sand, the sea, um, and what actually ended up happening was that I started reading something into every single thing. So um, my mind was so active that, you know, I, I, I started thinking, so what does the shape of that shell represent? Um, you know, do do the clouds make a picture in the sky? Um does that yappy dog um, in the distance make, mean God is trying to tell me that we need to get a dog? You know? No, okay, I hear you, I hear you, no. Um, so to be honest, there were so many things that were going on in my head that I just felt like I couldn't hear God at all. Anyone been in that position? Okay, so our topic today... Uh, is hearing God speak and speaking what you hear. A big topic. Okay, firstly, God wants to speak to each one of us. Okay, God knows you and he knows the best way to communicate with you. He knows what's going to get your attention. So just ignore the story I just told you. Um, <laughs> So, if you're like Moses in the book of Exodus, it's through a burning bush. If you're like Mary, the mother of Jesus, it's through an angel. Now, those obviously are quite extreme examples, but you need to think about how you are wired. Do you have a good imagination? Do you love reading? Do you have vivid dreams? Do you journal? So we each need to recognize the way that God has made us so we can learn the way that He speaks to us. And it will not be the same as how He speaks to other people, even if we want it to be. <laughs> so what are the ways that God speaks to us? A lot of you might know these, but we just I've just got I've put a few down. There are probably many more that I haven't actually included. I've just chosen six ways. First of all, God speaks through his word, the Bible. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So it's inevitable that God is going to speak to us through the Bible, which is which is living and breathing. And our responsibility is to engage with it. So when we read it, we need to be asking, what is standing out to me in what I'm reading? How can I apply it to my life? Number two, God speaks through other people. Maybe it's when a friend gives you some encouragement that really connects with you. Maybe it's through a message at church or on a podcast, what you feel is just right for you. Maybe it's the wise counsel of someone. Maybe it's the word of prophecy. Or maybe it's an idea, you have an idea that you feel God is talking to you about, and then it's actually confirmed by something someone else says. In the Old Testament, Joshua heard from God um, and he was obedient and taking action and he passed that message on to the Israelites and so they heard what god was speaking through what he was saying through him through Joshua number 2 god speaks through the holy spirit now this this could just be a still small knowing inside of you sometimes it can actually feel like intuition but, but it is, the difference is it's not just intuition. It's actually Holy Spirit-inspired intuition. <laughs> um, before Jesus died on the cross, he told his disciples that he was going to leave them a helper. In John fourteen twenty six, it says, But the counsellor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all all things, and will remind you of everything I have said to you. So there's those two words, teach, remind. That means that he communicates with us. Next one, God speaks through pictures, dreams, and visions. Um, In the book of Genesis, you might know the story, Joseph had a dream from the Lord about his brothers bowing down to him. And years later, this came to pass. Unfortunately, dreams are not a way that God necessarily speaks to me. I'd quite like it if he did. Um, but definitely to people I know, dreams are something that's quite a familiar thing, a regular thing. The closest thing that I have had to what could be called a vision, I don't know strictly, but anyway, is, um, was actually at church camp. Yay for church camp. Um, and it was, um, it was during a ministry time, I think Phil Tate it was when he was talking, and um, it was like a film that was being played, and sort of played in my head, um, and, it, and this particular one for me was based around uh, the verses in Zephaniah chapter 3, you might know them, it talks about the, de- the Lord delighting and rejoicing over us with singing. And it was this amazing picture that I had, um, and it was so significant to me at that time. It was, it was just like just what I needed, and and it has been such a source of encouragement over over the last few years because I keep returning to it. Um, and even recently, someone I don't really know gave me that verse, and it was like, oh, that's God reminding me. Of that picture I had, um, and it was just really beautiful, right? So, and then the next one, God speaks through experience experiences, so it can be our own experience, or it can be the wisdom that others have gained through their experience. So, Jonah, the story of Jonah, who didn't listen to God and his direction, and he found himself in the belly of a whale as you do, um, and then after the whale spits him out, um, he's finally able to do what uh, the Lord originally told him to do. So it was sort of like the experience shaped his response. And the last one, God speaks to us however he wants. This is just like covering all bases, really. We can't put him in a box He's a big, big God, and He can actually speak to us in whatever way He chooses. We just need to be open to His voice, however that comes. Okay, we're going to look at a little bit. uh, Next, we're going to look at how to hear from God, um, some ideas of how to hear from God. So regardless of the story I told at the beginning, I do believe that hearing God's voice is easier than we might think. If you are here and you believe in Jesus, that is because you heard the voice of God, okay, and you responded. God called you and he found you and he called you. So he's actually already spoken to you. When we're in a relationship with someone, we talk to them. Um, However, if we never let God talk to us, it's a very one-sided relationship. John chapter 10, verse 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. So the New Testament Greek word for listen is akou, or I don't know whether I pronounced that right, but anyway, from which we get the word acoustics. So to be a disciple is to be tuned to the acoustics or the tone of God. There is a great phrase um, called anointed notions. God will speak to us sometimes by just giving us an idea. There might be something a bit different about it. Um, It's not, maybe not just a head idea, but a heart idea. And a lot of our hearing from God actually comes from inside of us. Another term is having a heightened awareness of God. So sometimes at home I put um, music on, and when I'm cooking in the kitchen, Um, and occasionally one of my girls might come into the dining room and say, oh, I love that song, you know, I love that song, Mum, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I do too, yeah, it's a good one, it's a good one, because the song had been playing, um, but I hadn't been aware of it, But because I'd been busy doing other things, and then someone pointed it out to me, and I noticed and heard it, and... Oh, so heightened awareness is not imaginary. It's, it's being aware of God on earth. It's that, it's that, oh, to a reality that existed before we were aware of it. So the Holy Spirit lives in us and we can have this heightened awareness of his presence. Romans 8, 5 says, Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. So if we live by the Spirit, being led by the Spirit is part of our nature. We were born to live in connection with God, and the Holy Spirit enables that connection. Have you, ever, have you ever just sort of thought of someone you wanted to get in contact with um, or visit? It, it wasn't necessarily sort of like written in the sky, but it was just like, oh, I think I might get in touch with so-and-so. And then later on, you might find that it was actually a miracle moment where they really needed to hear from you at that time. So there's a familiarity to the voice of God in the life of a believer which I love because it makes it quite simple. Um, When we are immersed in Christ, we are in a place where we we are uh, attuned to that familiar voice of God. It might not necessarily be this thundering voice, but it might be more of a whisper from the inside. The more we learn to yield yield ourselves to the work of the Holy Spirit, the more walking in the spirit and hearing his voice becomes something that is quite normal and natural. Speaking what you hear. Now, you might have noticed that my title today um, didn't contain the word, doesn't contain the word prophecy but instead speaking what you hear. And that was kind of intentional because um, sometimes I feel like it's easy for us to presume that prophecy is for the hotshot prophets and not for regular people like you and me. Um, yes, there absolutely are those who have a strong prophetic anointing, I don't doubt that. However, in Joel chapter 2, 28 to 29, this is what it says I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Now, we're all sons and daughters. (laughs) Sons or daughters probably. Um, You know, no one is excluded Old, young, men, women, sons, daughters. Everyone can receive his spirit and hear from him. I know that the term prophecy often refers to um, a prediction of what will happen in the future. I'm going to um, probably take a little bit more of a broader look today in terms of a divinely inspired revelation. So to learn how to speak what we hear, I've just there's three guidelines to help us. There's three words pursue, practice and parameters. So the first one, pursue. Pursue Jesus. He is after intimacy and relationship with us. First Corinthians, just follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouragement, encouragement. And comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. This is Paul writing. So these verses tell us to eagerly desire the spiritual gifts or, or the gift of prophecy. Eagerly desire, the quite strong term. We need to be persistent and we also need to take time to be still so that we can actually hear. Um, Our world is full of a lot of noise and so we actually need to intentionally put ourselves into a place where we can be still and we can hear you know me, you know that I love quotes, and there's a great quote by Mother Teresa. Sometimes we think that we don't hear God's voice, not because he isn't speaking, but because we have the volume of the world way too loud. So it's about putting ourselves in a position to hear that often still small voice. Okay, next P is practice. This gift of being able to speak what we hear will grow with practice. If you want to learn how to hear his voice more, there is one practical thing you can do. And that is to pray for other people. That might seem a bit strange. You might think, "Oh, sometimes I just want to hear him speak to me about me." But um, Ted Kim and his—I just recently listened to a a sermon that he talked about this. He said um, he suggests that the way you learn that you learn the way God speaks to you by praying for other people. So once you have learnt that when you actually need to hear God for yourself, you know because you've learnt to recognise his voice when you pray for other people. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what that means is we need to step out of our comfort zone a bit. And small groups are a great place to do this. Plug for home groups. Practicing in a, a safe space where we can all be learners together. Um, you know, that sense of doing it in community and getting feedback from our friends. God, he honours our heart and he honours the risk that we take even when we might not get it spot on. Whether it's a scripture, a picture, a word, let's give space um, and be gracious to each other as well. Because if we set the expectation that We might not hit it out of the ballpark every time we do it. It gives us freedom. So we need to let people grow and get better with practice. Sometimes, if you're like me, sometimes um, when I might have a word for somebody else, I think it might be a word for somebody else, and it might be encouraging to them, but not necessarily a life-changing thing. Um, I can easily dismiss it as just a word oh, it's just, just a word of encouragement. But I want to say to you, you know, every time we hear a sermon, do we apply that same metric? Do we you know do we think every time I hear a sermon, it has to impact me in a powerful way? I mean, I, yeah, that would be great if it did, but <laughs> um, it, it, and it might, and it might sometimes, but more often um, than not. We, we think, oh, that was a really good sermon. There were some really good points made. Um, that was a real word of encouragement. And that's cool. But then for some reason, we've got a slightly different yeah, way of looking at prophet, words, of, words that are given or prof, prophetic words. Um, if it's encouraging, that's awesome. So the way that God speaks to me, to, mostly to me, is um, when I'm spending intentional time with him. And, and so that's me on my own with my Bible. Um, and often he speaks to me about other people. And so I'll be reading my Bible, I'll be praying, and then suddenly I'll think of somebody. And I, I believe that that's God bringing that person to mind. Um, so earlier this week, I was praying for a friend, and I felt a verse just pop into my head. And I could have just thought, no, that's just me. But I was like, no, I'm just going to go with this. Uh, And I knew it was in the Psalms, but I couldn't remember where exactly. Um, So I just got my Bible and I just opened it. And I could not believe it when I opened it to the exact page that that verse was on. You might think, oh, well, Psalms is in the middle, so that's probably high chance. But no, the exact page that that verse was uh, on, I just was like, that's never happened to me before. Um, but it was amazing. It was amazing. And so I t- sent a text through to her, and it turns out that that had been an especially significant verse to her since she was a young. Since she was young. Um, and she's pretty old now, so yeah. um, so it had been a while. And that was amazing. That was amazing for her and for me. But if it even hadn't been a significant verse, if she'd just texted back and said, thanks, or whatever, would that have been a bad thing to have done? No. No. It was, you know, if it was a simply, if you just... Giving a verse to somebody that's an encouragement, that's a win-win. Yeah. And that's you know that's actually a great place to start um, asking god give me give me an encouraging verse for that for somebody, for a friend. That's a great way to start experimenting and hearing from God if you're a little bit unsure, because really the Bible is truth, and you really can't go wrong. Yeah. Okay. Parameters. The juicy one. Okay, so you might be someone with quite a bit, maybe a bit of a cynical view of hearing from God, maybe because you've had a bad experience. Maybe um, a word of prophecy hasn't happened the way that you really wanted it to. Maybe the opposite happened. Um, you feel confused. Or maybe you think it was actually just a wrong. It wasn't for you at all. It was wrong. So I can testify to this from my own life. And a lot of you will know my story. And I'm not going to go into the nitty gritty. But very briefly, in my mid-twenties, um, being really, really careful about relationships and sort of wanting to keep myself for the right person, all that. Um, There was a word of prophecy given about me and a guy I was apparently going to marry. And it was given in a massive, massive church setting. Um, And it was given by a visiting American prophet. Um, And needless to say, there was no engagement, and there was no marriage. Um, and it all kind of imploded. And that was a quite a challenging time in my life, because you start to question all sorts of things. Yeah. However, having had that experience, I do not believe that the right answer to misuse It's not disuse. Even though this type of situation does happen probably too much, we are human, and I absolutely don't believe the solution is the rejection of prophecy. Um, I think there's some guidelines, though. The context of speaking, what you believe God is saying, must be love, First Corinthians 14 begins with follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts. And the chapter before, 1 Corrin- Corinthians 13, is all about doing things in love. And I don't think that's a coincidence that that placement is there. Verse 3, for strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. So I think that's pretty clear-cut, really. Our hearts get lifted and we are strengthened. I read a lot of Pete Gregg, and he's devised a checklist called The ABC of Prophetic Words, and I think it's pretty good. And I find it really helpful. So if we feel like we are given a word for someone else, just might help to run through this in our head. A, B, C, affirming, biblical, Christ-like. Affirming. Is it affirming? Does it encourage, build others up, cause people to grow in their faith, strengthen comfort? Biblical. Now, you don't have to find a specific verse in Leviticus that says exactly what, you know, it doesn't have to confirm it exactly. However, it has to be in line with Scripture. C, Christ-like. Does it line up with Jesus' character and his teaching or his words? For the purposes of uh, an example, you know, for my, the, the word that, we, that I got, um, yeah, it was affirming. It was like that I was going to get married. That's pretty cool. You know, that's affirming. The Bible believes in marriage, blah, blah. B, biblical. Yep. Yep. C, Christ-like. Mm, I don't know. I don't know how, whether Jesus would say that, maybe. If he did, I'd probably believe him. <laughs> You know and I think you know I, I guess I have to say that there are people with a, with prophetic anointings that maybe the, the rules are slight i don 't know whether the rules are different or not i don 't know because yeah it 's hard to know, but I think the christ like yeah is, is is super important does it line up with jesus 's character and what he, in his teaching? Um, the vocab we use also is important, I, I feel. When sharing with someone else, rather than saying, God says, blah, 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 I think maybe it could be a good idea to say, I get this impression, or I think this might be from God. Maybe avoid speaking specifics, like births and marriages, I don't know, while this might be for someone who has a strong prophetic and not gift, I don't know. I don't think though it's for people like us who are learning and practicing um, and hearing from God. So, and of course, if you receive um, a word, you need to test it. Use the ABC. Does it affirm? Is it biblical? Does it match with the teaching of Jesus? 1 Corinthians 14, 29. Two or three prophets should speak and the others should weigh carefully what is said. So we need to steward what God says to us and particularly when it's for other people. I believe that sometimes we actually just need a bit of common sense. So to wrap up, the Bible is truth and when we read it we get insight and encouragement and it's awesome however there is something there is also something that moves us when someone else brings a supernatural revelation from God for us it's different there is an anointing there can be an anointing there it can accelerate growth and healing and It can initiate forgiveness in a new way. And it can bring encouragement and it can bring hope. So hopefully, I just want, hopefully I've encouraged you that um, God, he can and he will speak to you. He can and he will speak to you. We want the hopeful future of our church to be where everyone can hear from God for one another. Cool, that's it. That's all I've got for you today. Um, what we normally do at CV is we we have a ministry time at the end just for people who may want prayer. Um, sometimes we do it when people can come up the front and others can come and pray for you. Or we can just... We can do it in a way where you just say to the person next to you, can you pray for me about something? And that's cool too. That's a bit – maybe that's a bit less confronting. I don't know. So I just thought, you know, we've been talking about practice. Um, Some of you might be thinking, "Ah, okay, no pressure. But, um, you know, I encouraged you before you go and have coffee or whatever or leave – I encourage you to ask someone near you, um, would you like me to pray for you? Or do you need prayer? And yep, they can say no, that's absolutely fine. But they might just need a bit of encouragement. They might need you to, they might just really love you to pray for them about whatever.